Ten keys from a car to brick, Bentley from his mama whip, K.O.D. he hard to shoot, this is what you call a flip, ten keys from a car to brick, Bentley from his mama whip, K.O.D. he hard to shoot, this is what you call a flip, ten keys from a car to brick, Bentley from his mama whip, K.O.D. he hard to shoot, this is what and a little bit of Jay Cole bringing us into Cap Chat today. Uh, I am your fearless leader, Trey. And today we have in the Cap Chat studios on the phone one of one of the greatest Broughton Athletics alumni um, here today, Jesse Williams, the legendary Broughton High School high jumper. Uh, he is a graduate of the 2002 class where he proceeded to jump for NC State for a year before transferring to the University of Southern Cal where he studied economics. Over his time in track and field, he's won gold in the World Championships, represented his country on two occasions in the Beijing Olympics in 2008 and in the London Olympics in 2012, and he's also won two indoor-outdoor uh, championships. And so, Jesse, thanks so much for being here on CapChat with us today, man. Appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, it's good to be here. All right, and so we're just going to get right on into it and kind of dive into Jesse's career, um, not only at Broughton, but at uh, briefly at State and Southern Cal, and then um, obviously professionally. So first, when, when did your love for high jumping come from? I mean, was it like a family member that put it on you, and, and when did it start? Did it start at Broughton? Um, so, yeah, my uh, I had an older brother who also went to, to Broughton. He was seven years older than me. Um, he kind of started high jumping. Well, actually, take it back a little bit. My dad, my whole family is from New Zealand. And uh, athletics, track and field were, were very big there, and he was a pretty good runner. And so he, he was a fan of the sport. And my brother, who was seven years older, he started at a young age competing in the sport of track and field. And he started high jumping at a pretty young age. And me being the younger brother, I looked up to him, and he started excelling. He actually won a state championship while he was at Broughton. In 1994, and uh, I I started about that that time high jumping uh, when I was in fifth grade, and <clears throat> I could always just jump as a as a little kid, and it seemed kind of like a natural natural fit for me to to try and excel at the highest level and jump as high as I possibly could, and it it, it was just a lot of fun. So really with my leaping ability and my brother looking up to him, it kind of just seemed like a natural fit. And I just love pushing the limits ever since I started doing it at the age of 12. Okay. So, yeah, there we, there we have it. Um, kind of a not – so it wasn't really pushed upon you. You just kind of took it up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I started doing track um, when I was about eight years old even, but I didn't start high jumping till a little later. Um, they wouldn't let us high jump when we were so young because it was almost a hazard. Right, right. Um, um, so, yeah, you were a multi-sport athlete at Broughton, um, super athletic. You lettered in track and field and wrestling, um, I read on the USA uh, Team USA website, where you finished uh, fifth in the state championship, which is no small feat. Was that a personal decision, or did your coach, you know, push you to play more than one sport? Or had you, you know, I saw also that one of your hobbies is, is playing basketball. So, I mean, did you ever try out for the basketball team? Yeah, I tried out for the basketball team, and uh, I graduated the same year as Shavik Randolph. <laughs> so I was kind of overlooked for sure. That guy was a stud, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I didn't make it. And so my homeroom teacher at Broughton, it was Chris Bunn at the time, 
um, he was like, why don't, you, why don't you try wrestling for a week and just see how you how you do with it? Cause he, he saw that I was fairly athletic, and I just, I loved it. My first year, I started wrestling, and I was not going to stop until my senior year and my last match, and it was a lot of fun. I think it helped out on the mental toughness of track and field, actually, so I was definitely glad I did it. I also played football my senior year and I played soccer for three years before that. Yeah, I mean, so, absolutely. So was, was Coach Martin still the coach there for football? Yeah, Coach Martin was actually my wrestling coach. Uh, sophomore, junior, and senior year, uh, the guy that got me started, Chip Bunn, he left. But, uh, yeah, Chris Martin was the coach um, when I for uh, my sophomore, junior, and senior year of wrestling. And then, yeah, he was a football coach as well. That's pretty cool, man. Um, what position did you, if you don't mind me asking, what position did you play in football? Uh, I was a defensive back. Okay. So, yes, yeah. Jesse was a super athletic and played a multitude of sports at Broughton. But, uh, so you went on to jump for NC State, and then after one year you decided to uh, go to Cali. Um, what kind of prompted your decision to switch from State to uh, Southern Cal? Um. Well, it, it really came down to NC State didn't really have an indoor facility, and that, that first year I was there, there's a bad ice storm. And I remember I was just kind of sitting around. We couldn't practice jumping outside because the weather was so bad. And it was a bad winter that year, and felt like I missed out on a lot of training. And they, they had actually promised me by my sophomore year to, to have an indoor facility for me to jump in. And... <clears throat> They sat me down at the end of the year and, like, we're not going to be able to do it. And then about a week later, finally came to the decision. I was like, I, I want to go somewhere where I can practice outside all year long. And USC seemed like a pretty good fit for that. And did you uh, continue to study economics or did you switch your major? I was going to be a statistics major at NC State. And then, yeah, I switched. They didn't have a statistics program at USC, so I changed over to economics. Okay, pretty cool. And so now, now that's where you do you currently reside in California, or are you still in Oregon? I live in Oregon right now. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, we're straying away from Broughton. What was your most memorable moment in jumping for Broughton? Obviously, you set uh, a, a number of state records, you set a numerous number of records, and obviously, our gym has your name decorated all over it. So, can you can you kind of pinpoint one moment that you were like, yeah, I mean, if if I, you know, that's my greatest moment in purple and gold. Um, probably, uh, there's a national meet that was actually held in Raleigh at NC State. Um, at that time, it was the Adidas National Championship meet, um, which has now moved to, uh, over to Greensboro at, uh, North Carolina A&T. But, um, that was a really big meet. Obviously, all the best guys in the country were there. And my senior year, there's actually a, a guy that set the, the national high school record in the high jump. Um, he was an unbelievable athlete coming out of high school. He jumped 7'7", seven, seven, which is absurd for a high school kid. It's still the national record. Um, but I, I was able to beat him. His one time that he lost in high school senior year was, was there in Raleigh in front of all my family and friends. Um, so winning a national championship in uh, in Raleigh was was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, right there in your own backyard. That's pretty cool. Um, so, one thing that uh, that really boggled my mind is obviously you talked about your, your love for basketball, but you, uh, the Team USA website also says that your hobbies are carpentry and remodeling. Is that something that you're gonna kind of, you know, go into in, in your later life, just kind of, you know, uh, improving home improvement and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So uh, when I was Trending up here in Eugene, I acquired a number of houses that I rent out, and um, I love doing all the maintenance and everything myself. Um, I do that on a day-to-day basis pretty much still. I have a friend that um, does new-build houses, and so I'm learning a lot right now with building houses, and I want to get into flipping houses here within the next year is my goal. So... Um, yeah, it's still a big part of my life. That's pretty cool. Um, they, they unfortunately got rid of the, the drafting class at Broad, and that is no longer a thing, but uh, definitely was there for a little bit. Um, so you had a really successful stretch from 2008 to 2011 where you took home bronze medals in World Athletic Finals in Germany and Greece, and then you obviously won your gold medal in the World Championships in uh, Korea, South Korea. Um, what was going through your mind to kind of keep up this success um, when it was coming during this time period? Obviously, I think that um, any type of success comes with, uh, you know, men- mental preparedness. But uh, can you kind of just dive into, um, you know, your your attitude behind your preparation and um, how you sustain that success for, you know, three or four years there? Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah I mean, all through high school I was kind of a smaller kid. Um, I graduated, I was probably about 5'11", about 145 pounds. And, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with me not being uh, as good at basketball. I kind of just filled out my body in, in college more so. Um, but I always just had a kind of a chip on my shoulder. And I really, really focused down and really worked hard. And I knew that if I could work hard, I could I could exceed talent from other people. And just having that chip on my shoulder and really being a student of the because there's a lot of a lot of things that go into high jumping that you wouldn't even think of um, as far as rhythm and technique and obviously there's a huge ability factor in it of natural ability but it takes it takes a lot for everything to align up and actually be successful in the sport and that that mental side of things I really excelled at and I worked hard I always had that chip on my shoulder every day um, I always thought about other competitors, and I wanted to beat them that day. And so I really incorporated that in my training program. And really, yeah, I mean, wasn't the the most talented kid. Obviously, I was talented, but wasn't the most talented on the highest level, but wanted to excel in, in on the work side of things. And I think that's why I became so successful in the sport for such a long time. I really took care of my body. Yeah, and I mean, you definitely had to, you know, have a uh, program and stick to it because, I mean, you've been doing this thing for a while and, you know, uh, competing on some of the world's highest stages there for a little bit, Um, especially kind of leading into my next question. You represented your country in the Olympics two times, which is just incredible in and of itself. Um, What was your best memory you had from the Olympics? So, yeah, it's actually my best performance was in London. I made the finals. I didn't make the finals in Beijing. Um... I was one of the favorites to win in London, and 
that year, was, it was kind of rough because I come off the world championship. If you look at performances, world championship and Olympics, they're very comparable. Um, so that was a, that was a really big deal. I had a spotlight on me going into London. Just about every other weekend, I was flying out doing appearances and really trying to stay humble. But at the same time, it was like, man, this is my year to get things done. And uh, leading up to to London, there is a big spotlight on me, and um, I uh, I ended up hurting myself right before the Olympic trials playing basketball. Silly enough. Um, rolling my ankle, and uh, I uh, ended up making the final still there, which was awesome, but my foot kind of gave out in the, the middle of qualifying round, and it wasn't quite uh, 100% in the finals, which, which, which sucks, looking back on it, getting injured and stuff before, because I really felt like I could have got a medal, but the whole experience leading up with that spotlight on me before London and the whole uh, experience of a training camp we had in Birmingham and just being more of a vet and knowing that I could shine on the stage uh, of of an Olympics. The first Olympics in Beijing, I was kind of more happy to just be there. Um, But having a spotlight and winning the world championships before London, it, it was just an awesome experience. 2012 was was just a fun, fun year. Yeah, that's yeah. I can't even imagine what that experience is like. You know, living in Olympic Village and being a part of the the ceremonies and just being. I mean, I would imagine. Did you did you ever have any experiences with the Team USA basketball team or anything like that? Because I mean, that team obviously won gold and they were really good. So did you? I mean, were there any athletes that you had specific interactions with that are pretty notable? Yeah. Um, for the opening ceremonies, obviously we all walked out together, and um, like the president was there, and uh, Michelle Obama as well, and um, yeah, all the all the basketball players, um, kind of brushing shoulders with some of the uh, more popular athletes. It's always I'm always kind of like shy. I started talking to uh, Carmelo Anthony a little bit. He was a real nice guy. He, because he knew Shavlik, he was about the same year. They did a lot of high school stuff together, and then played in the NBA. So I talked to him a while and told him I went to the same high school as Shavlik, and he was real cool. And Kevin Durant was also really nice. Um, but everybody was wanting pictures with LeBron, yeah, of whatnot, um, and Kobe. But uh, yeah, I mean, you saw all those guys. Um, just kind of. Part of the experience, brushing brushing shoulders with those guys. I mean, as far as being an athlete on a top level, you kind of surround yourself with good athletes of of all different sports, of all different countries. So you kind of get used to being around those kind of guys. That's awesome, man. Um, And then kind of wrapping up here, what does life after the Olympics and World Championships look like for you? Are are you actually retired? Because it says that you are part of the Nike Oregon Outdoor Elite Club Elite um, on the website, but are you still training and actively trying to compete, or are you kind of transitioning into, you know, the flipping house business? But um, what does your retirement really look like? Yeah, um, I uh, I had... In 2016, I was hoping to make another Olympic team, and I ended up getting plantar fasciitis pretty bad. 
And uh, I went to the trials, but I was hardly able to even run. Um, so that was that was a hard hard thing to swallow. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll start trying in 2017 to get back on track. But the foot just was not not responding. And uh, so last year I ended up deciding to retire from the sport. I was very happy, obviously, with all the accomplishments. I never would have thought I was going to make an Olympic team. or I mean, winning world championships was a really big deal. That was definitely the highlight of my career. Um, I never would have thought I would have gotten to that level. And I'm very happy with everything that I did in it. But now, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about starting the next chapter in my life. And um, I really enjoy uh, remodeling houses and get a lot of satisfaction out of it. And deadlines and everything, everything's almost a competition for me. With, uh, with life in general, I just have a competitive mindset with everything. So I'm excited about that next stage in life. I think I got a good start with it, owning a bunch of properties right now and getting my, my foot in the door on that side of life. So, Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, and, you know, kind of wrapping up here, uh, Jesse's impact is still felt around Broughton and is, like I said earlier, his name is decorated all over the Hall of Fame and, and Holiday Gym. But one of the things that really boggles my mind is that his personal best is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse, but it's uh, two, 2.37 meters. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean that's that's pretty freaking tall. Um, I take yeah seven nine and a quarter for yeah. the English side of things there. Yeah. Yeah, um, and so I take uh, physics this year, and, and the class I have is in Mr. Corsetti's room. I don't know if he was there when you were there. Um, but um, yeah, I was in his class. Yeah, yeah. So there's a uh, there's a ruler that's suspended about you know a foot down from the ceiling, and it has you know your picture on it, and it says something along the lines of former Broughton student Jesse Williams can hurl his entire body and entires in all caps over this bar and I just look at that and the aimlessness of, of most of my time in physics because I'm a terrible physics student but I look at that thing and I'm like good lord he can put his entire body over that it just boggles my mind man it's incredible um, and so I mean obviously everyone at Broughton is, is really happy for you and obviously proud to have you as one of ours and uh, thanks just thanks for joining us today on Cap Chat today. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm proud to be a cap, and I uh, no, I had so many good memories at, at Rotten. Um, definitely helped me get to where I'm at right now. I wouldn't change it for the world. I was actually at, in Raleigh a couple weeks ago and stopped by Rotten just to check up on it, see that it's not falling down, and looks like it's still going strong. It's a beautiful school from the outside, and it's a beautiful school on the inside. So I'm, I'm definitely proud. Of, that time in my life, and it, uh, I'll, I'll never forget all the memories and the friends and the and stories that I that I made when I was there. It was an awesome time. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you so much for, for joining us today, and that was Jesse Williams checking in from Eugene, Oregon, um, the legendary high jumper, and that concludes this episode of Cap Chat. You can check us out on SoundCloud or on iTunes, just in the search bar, just type CapChat or Trey Walker and it'll be the first thing that pops up and you can hit subscribe to be notified whenever a new one's posted. Thank you and we'll see you next week.